I know that because you're listening to this podcast, you take a very keen interest in your own self-growth, how you like to communicate, what your values are, how you can better react to things, deal with your emotions, your default states, understand and connect with other people. All of these things paint such a deeper level of understanding of yourself. Imagine you had that same interest or understanding of the people you care most about. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. Hey Balancers and welcome to another BTS episode. Today we are continuing our series which are rules for balance in different areas of your life. So far we've gone through rules for a balanced relationship with your fitness, rules for a balanced relationship with your diet, rules for a balanced relationship with yourself and today we turn to rules for balanced relationships with others. Now the reason this one is so important and just quickly for those of you who aren't familiar with the balance theory framework. It's essentially comprised of the three key areas of your life, which is your health, your relationships, and your fulfillment. Relationships being that middle pillar bring so much joy and fulfillment to our lives. They are the source of a lot of joy. They help us grow and they really help us understand ourselves on a deeper level. But I know the feeling when we get into relationships that are not conducive to all those things that actually pull us in the complete other direction. And so I feel if we have a little bit of a framework or some rules to govern our relationships with other people with the intention of having some balance or striking some balance within those, it's a really great way to make sure that area of our life is conducive to our overall life balance. So let's get straight into it. Rule number one is a little bit of a reflection and one I think is great to turn to in moments where you're feeling like you have tension in your relationships, like they're not working out, or if you have any of those negative emotions around relationships in general with friends, in a romantic setting, in your family, whatever it is, this first rule is to reflect on the people or the relationships that make you happy or that make you feel good. And what I want you to do within this is to become aware of if there are any commonalities or specific qualities in those people or in those different relationships that you can identify. So for example, say your best friend and your partner is there something about their personalities that are similar at all that have a positive effect on you? Maybe it's the sheer fact that they let you be your authentic self. Maybe they're both quite funny. And I mean, you don't necessarily have to sit down and look at everything that's in common. Your partner will probably have things that you're attracted to or, or that have a positive impact on you that's very different to your best friend. But I think a strong way to start is to draw any commonalities because then you know that that's a very, very strong positive effect on you. And then you can identify some of the singular qualities in those people. Now, the reason you want to have this list is because it helps you paint a really nice picture of the types of people that are your people, the type of people that are going to give you the type of relationships that you want. And once you're aware of these qualities, you'll be able to very easily identify these qualities in new people that you encounter, new friendships that you might have, or even in existing circles, things you may not have noticed before. So these specific qualities could be sense of humor. It could be a generous heart, confidence, a great listener, someone who's really good for advice. Get a list happening with all these qualities so that you can paint a picture 
of what kind of relationships you enjoy most are most conducive to you being happy. Rule number two is an extension of this reflection. It should probably be called 1B, but I'm going to make it its own rule because it's kind of in its own category. And that's to literally do the same reflection, but with the complete opposite. With people that you feel you kind of have to walk on eggshells with, people who you feel that tension around. So if I sit down and have a think about either in my current life or in the past, for me, the characteristics or the qualities have been, and this has been common across all the relationships I kind of feel that tension with. It's people who make me feel guilty for things I'm doing or not doing. People make me feel like I'm not enough. And so I generally would identify those traits as being quite toxic. Again, it doesn't need to be commonalities across every relationship you've had. You can start at that point and see, and it's actually quite an interesting reflection to see if there are any commonalities between the way people have made you feel or certain characteristics that they have and see if there's any common ground with all those relationships in your past or present. And then what you can do is identify any characteristics on top of that, that you feel are characteristics you really don't mesh with, that you personally find quite toxic. Now, the reason this is equally as important as the first one is because it helps you identify these characteristics at earlier stages when you encounter people. And this can save you a lot of heartache down the track. It can save you a lot of wasted effort. It can save you a lot of self-doubt and time spent beating yourself up when maybe it's just a person that you don't mesh with. Now, I don't want us to use this exercise as a way to kind of brand all people who have this characteristic as bad and therefore never going to be your friends. It's not to say that. It's to bring your awareness to what characteristics have in the past been a source of pain for you, something that hasn't been in your best interest, so that if you identify it in the future, you can be aware of it and just notice it and then make decisions accordingly. Now, you might meet someone who reminds you of a relationship in the past or has a similar characteristic, but then it turns out that it's not really a big deal because they have so many other characteristics that outweigh that first one. And it might be something that ends up flourishing to a beautiful relationship. All this second reflection serves for is to help you become aware of the things that in your past you found difficult to just give you that confidence and strength to find that balance in your relationships moving forward. Whether that is something that you consciously work around or avoid in general, or note to self as something to strengthen and work through. And to me, any of these outcomes are positive when we're talking about having balanced relationships with other people. So that's number two. The third rule and this is very, very important, is to set healthy boundaries. If you want healthy relationships or balanced relationships with other people, you need to have boundaries. There's one thing to be able to identify what your healthy boundaries are, and it's another to actually set and respect them. Now, we'll say one thing here. Boundaries are not always as simple as black and white. Take, for example, family. I know this is such a hard one for me. Personally, me and my partner, we are both Italian. We have so many familial obligations when it comes to birthdays and extra events. And you can't always just say no. It's not always that simple. And so boundaries can be gray. They can be a little bit flexible. And I think if we have this as a preset to, quote, sticking to our boundaries, it gives us that freedom to balance them with reality. But when it comes to healthy boundaries... Once you've identified in the second reflection, you know, the the kinds of people who pull you down or really suck your energy and time, then you can work out some boundaries on how to limit or completely avoid having that in your life. 
Now, as I said, something when it comes to, for example, family, that's not always going to be realistic. So maybe instead of avoiding it, if you complete number two, rule number two's reflection, you have that awareness. You can then mentally prepare for those situations where you may not be able to avoid it completely. So you can't have a black and white boundary, but you may be able to limit the exposure or time spent around those kinds of people because you've been proactive in identifying and setting that boundary for yourself. And that's going to really help you have and maintain balanced relationships. Going a little deeper on this one, with relationships that you genuinely care about and care for, I want you to think of your bestest friend, the person you would call for everything, the person you probably spend your most, the most of your time with outside of if you have a partner. If you called them and cancelled on the last minute, how would they react? Now, I ask this because I've had two kinds of best friends in the past. I've had those that I'm already stressed out sending the message when I need to cancel or reschedule, knowing well and truly that it's going to be a mind game. They're going to make me feel bad and it's just not going to be well received. They just won't understand. And then I've got friends like the ones I've got now who fully get it, that if I cancel, it's for a good reason. Even if that reason is I just need time to myself and it's vice versa. If they cancel, I fully get it too. And I call that healthy boundaries. Having those expectations amongst your friends that if you need to put yourself first, there's no judgment. That's a very healthy boundary. It's having those people who support your self-growth and support what you prioritize or at least understand and respect that. And that all comes from setting healthy boundaries. It's from being confident in saying no to things. It's from putting yourself first. And I could go on and on about boundaries, but I have done an episode on it before. So I'm going to pop that link in the show notes below. But just remember that rule number three is if you want balanced relationships with other people, you need to have very healthy boundaries. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, rule number four for having a balanced relationship with other people is to understand them like you try to understand yourself. I know that because you're listening to this podcast, you take a very keen interest in your own self-growth how you like to communicate, what your values are, how you can better react to things, deal with your emotions, your default states, understand and connect with other people. All of these things paint such a deeper level of understanding of yourself. Imagine you had that same interest or understanding of the people you care most about. This not only helps you respect them more and therefore strengthen your relationship, but it also really helps you bring a completely different level of awareness to your relationship. So say you understand that you have a friend that's really, really reactive. They just get emotional and they are kind of impulsive when it comes to things happening. If you bring awareness and you start to understand that this is their default state, the next time a situation occurs and they react that way, rather than you taking it like a personal attack, you can detach Understand that it's their default state and not bring your energy down as a consequence of something that's a part of their own self. And so you can literally go from avoiding a fight and feeling like you've been attacked to understanding that that's just how they respond and react and talking it through with them at a later stage when they're maybe not in that reactive state. And these are all things you can sit down and ask your friends, workshop with them together, especially your partner. These are things you may not even need to have an explicit conversation about, but as 
you go through different experiences or challenges together, you'll start to understand slowly, slowly. And so I think just bringing that critical mind, all the, all the activities and reflections that you've done about yourself to kind of just extend that to others around you and understand that they're also coming from a place that you can deeply understand and connect with can also serve as a really nice way to balance out your relationships. Now, this is not to say you need to do self-growth for other people. It's just more an extension of your awareness and understanding in the same way you would reflect, extend it to yourself. You extend to others to really strengthen that bond with them. Rule number five is one I've learned and become more comfortable with on the later side of the twenties. And that is quality over quantity. I used to be that person that I'm not joking had hundreds of acquaintances. I would go for those surface level coffees all the time. I would jam pack my schedule. I'd walk into a party and know every single person there. And I used to really thrive off that, of being a really networked social butterfly. But these days, and maybe it's come timely with me moving overseas and being kind of distant from a lot of those people. I think also off the back of COVID, this helped me really wrap my head around this. I would rather have less friends and spend more time with them then more friends and less time with each of them. So a really simple one, quality over quantity. Have a think about the quality of the time you're spending with the amount of people that you're spending and just have a think about if that's an area that you're happy with. Do you want to increase or decrease the quantity of people in your life? And do you want to increase the quality at all? So just ask yourself those two questions how you're sitting in terms of quality and how you're sitting in terms of quantity and just have a little think about if that's something you need to tweak or change or work on at all. And the final rule for having balanced relationships with other people is a bit of a statement or mantra and that is that no relationship is going to be smooth sailing. I personally feel that if you're in a relationship that has no ups or downs, have has had no challenges, you've overcome no hurdles together, or there's been no kind of points of tension or disagreement, then it hasn't been tested yet. And in life, these things are always tested. And rather than think that that's a moment where a relationship is falling apart, just remind yourself that it's not supposed to be cruisy and smooth all the time. It's meant to be tested. And those moments are truly what make you stronger, whether it's a friendship or someone in your family or a romantic relationship. Don't take those moments as signs of failure or weakness. Take them as opportunities to strengthen your bond with that person, understand them a little bit better and really be resilient in how you bounce back from that situation, whether it's an argument or a disagreement or just a challenge in general. These things are always going to come up. You're never going to get to a moment or a time in life where things are smooth. And so if you're currently having that rockiness in any of your relationships, I want you to reframe in your mind. And rather than seeing it as a sign of failure, look at it critically as an opportunity to grow with that person. And I think if you hold on to that little reframe, it can help us bring a really realistic sense of ease and a really important reality check as well into our relationships, which will really strike that nice balance with the ebbs and flows of life. So those are my six rules slash reflections slash mantras when it comes to having balanced relationships with other people. Such a beautiful and incredible source of joy in our lives and one I think deserves our equal proactiveness 
as our self-growth and our work and everything else that we do. So don't be lazy with your relationships. Work at them, tend to them, maintain them and strengthen them at every opportunity you can. If you guys are loving these series, these rules for balanced relationships with different areas of your life, then drop us a review or rating on Apple or Spotify. It really helps us reach new balances and grow our community. And as always, speaking of community, if you're not linked up with us on Instagram or TikTok, our links are in the show notes below. I really look forward to reading all the new reviews that are going to come through this week. And I look forward to connecting with you all online to enjoy the rest of your day or night. And I'll see you all next week for another episode.